Hey, thanks for joining us here on the House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about the house, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the house app. John chapter 4, verse 31. We are in a series called Lights On. And if you haven't known, we're, we're going to do this outreach, this, this community love uh, moment where we put signs, come on, in our yard and I just had this thought it just in prayer a couple of years ago that, that I, I understand uh, Halloween and all of that. But on the one night that everybody comes and knocks on your door is generally the one time that the Christians turn off the lights, lock the doors, and act like nobody's home. And I'm like, why would we do like Like, that's not very missional. And so we are putting out signs. We're going to have a yard party. And if people knock on our door, we're fixing to, we fixing to turn out. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Because here's the thing is we're all so busy that we don't have time to meet our neighbors. We don't have time to do this. And so it was, it's really birthed out of this idea that what if on a night where nobody intended to feel love, they do. And that's the idea. What if on a night where nobody intended to feel love, they do? And so I want to read this passage to you real quick. John chapter 4, verse, uh, we're going to start in 31. And it says this. So the woman left, uh, actually that's a little bit higher, 31. Meaning, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him saying, Rabbi, eat. Because he had said to them, uh, I have food to eat that you know not of. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him food to eat? So let me give you a little update on this text. Uh, Jesus has just had a conversation with a woman at the well. And this woman is a Samaritan woman. Jesus is, a, is Jewish. And they begin to have a dialogue. And as they're ending their dialogue, the disciples come back up from, the, from an errand of getting food for Jesus and they see Jesus talking to this woman, and they're like, wait then, why are you talking to her? Why was I not invited to the secret meeting? Why are we having secret meetings? I thought, it was, I, was, I thought it was a disciple. Disciple means I go and I walk with you, and every meeting that you're at, I'm at. And come on, does that make sense? You know, that, that may sound like a, a church that you used to go to. But, but you know, it's like, what, what are they there? Why did, why, did you, why did you go over there? Why did you go to their birthday party? Why did, I don't understand. What's wrong with uh, uh. You know, Listen, and so here's the deal. The disciples come up and they see Jesus talking to a woman. And, and so this was culturally a very um, confusing because of the fact, not that Jesus does anything confusing, but many times the disciples did not know what Jesus was actually doing. And can I just tell you something about Jesus? Um, uh, Jesus if, if the only picture you have of Jesus is that he is sweet, like, like Jesus is your spiritual syrup, you know what I'm saying? Then I think that the picture that you have from him needs to be challenged a little bit. Because here is what I want you to know. Jesus is a disruptor. I know that sounds um, hard. And for some of you, you're like, your religious meter may be going off. No, he's not! He's wonderful. I'm not saying he's not wonderful. But the very idea of Jesus is that he's going to come in 
and disrupt what you think, and he's going to disrupt your preconceived notions about how he should do it and who the Father is. He's going to disrupt that, and constantly Jesus was in moments with the disciples and with other people where they thought it should have been done like this, but he did it like that. And and all the time, how we see Jesus, when he invades your life, listen, there should be this disruption that I cannot go the way I'm going because he's disrupting. What is this conviction I feel? Ah, it's, ah, take it off. I mean, he's disrupting you, and there's something that's happening in your life, and the way you used to live, come on, does that make sense? It's not where I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Come on, listen, anymore. And so as we, we look at this, here, here let's, keep, let's keep reading here. Uh, he said to them, I have food that you not know how to eat. I'm sure that was so confusing to them because they're like, we went to go get you some meat because we know you're hungry. And now you're like, I'm not hungry. That's kind of frustrating. Because like, you have told us before we started walking, it's, I mean, Chick-fil-A's not open. I mean, it's Sunday. I mean, I was like, like wh- who sneaked in and fed you because we want names? Okay, we want names and we want to know what happened here. But Jesus is about to unpack something that I think is very important for all of us as we're talking about living missional and living with the idea that our lights are always on and our eyes are always up and we are lifting our eyes to see people. Because here's the truth, we're all so busy, we all have so many compartments that we can move through life and make Christianity just about what God's doing in us instead of what God wants to do through us. And can I tell you this? If you were to meet me one-on-one and you were to say, okay, how do I grow? Pastor, how do I grow spiritually? Here's what I would say. I would say be consistent and start giving. Because every time you give, your time, talent, and treasure. The Bible says that when you give, it will come back to you. We don't give as a self-serving, but God, the Bible says, is a rewarder of those who diligently, come on, seek him. And I am telling you that there, you have, you don't even know it, but you, your life has probably been affected by seeds that other people sowed in your life. You have been affected. You may not know that. You may not know that there was a grandmother that was on her knees praying for you. You may not have no you can, may not remember the fact that mom took you here. You may not remember, but I am telling you that that we are a church and yes, there's been quite a few people that get saved and there's been a, quite a few people come to the Lord because we moved in, but there have been seeds come on sown. And Jesus is about to unpack this. Look at this right here. Um, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him, the will of him who sent me to accomplish the work. Do you not say there are four months before the harvest comes? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes. Come on, everybody say, lift up your eyes. Come on, that ain't everybody. Everybody say, lift up your eyes. There you go. Come on. And see. Lift up your eyes and see. Um, a tr- true story is uh, I remember when we first got married, Katie and I, and we, we had some conflict about the trash. Now, I know that many of you who are married has 
probably have never had conflict about the trash, but uh, they did not cover this in premarriage counseling. And so um, I would come by, and I was working. I was busy. I was, come on, I had a family to feed. I was doing it. And, and, and Katie would go in her passive-aggressive kind of loving, because I'm more of the storm, and she's more of the peace. You know what I'm saying? And so together, and so uh, I remember coming into the kitchen one day, and she's like, huh, did you see the trash? And I'm like, yep, I did. That was it. And so after a couple of days, it was bagged up, and it was right there by the trash can. And then she was like, huh, hey, that, that trash is full. <laughs> yes, it is. And so we hadn't had a conversation. I had assumptions. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought she, maybe she was going to take it out. And she was like, I'm absolutely not taking it out. And so it moved from being by the kitchen to being by the front door. And there were a couple bags. And finally it got real. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, hey, we need to talk. There's trash by the front door and you're taking it out. And I was like, let me tell you. And she's like kind of leans in. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh. And so we began to talk. And she was like, I need you to lift your head. I need you to lift your eye. Come on, somebody. I need you to lift, and I need you to see what's around here. And I need you, come on, does that make sense? I need you to wake, come, get up from here and see all the things around you. And so we began to talk. And we came to a conclusion. We were like, she was like, you're taking out the trash. I was like, okay, let's have kids. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, God, because uh, I knew, listen, listen, we ain't getting rid of the trash, but we can have a couple hands to help us carry it. Uh, and so, um, but no, seriously, listen, I think a lot of times in our life, our, our heads are down. And, 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 and we don't know what's going on with our kids until there's an issue or a problem, and then we're like, oh, wait, oh, stop that. The kids are like, I've been doing it all week. You know, in marriage, we're here, and then we get up. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, wait, you're supposed to love me. Well, actually, uh, uh, my birthday was yesterday, and I, don't, I think everybody had to remind you, so you're, you're wanting to be in love, Come on, it got real there. But, 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 but I'm just saying that if we're not careful, listen, we will miss things around us because our head is down. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell the disciples. Look at this. Look at this. 36. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. For, look at, listen to this. For their, the saying holds true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Come on, listen. That was an exciting moment. So, so let's be excited. Here's Jesus saying, I am sending you out to reap. Come on, listen. Where you did not sow. Okay, I know we're in Northwest Arkansas. Let me make it transactional. Okay, so there is a business that you are getting dividends from that you did not 
do the work, but if you connect with that business, come on, listen, and you begin to invest your time, you will reap incredible financial gain. I was expecting a little bit more excitement on that. You're like, where is that business? Where is that model? Here's the idea is that we are all, if we were going to be truthful, we are all sitting here because there was a grandmother, a mother, a pastor in your life that sowed a seed, that discipled you, that called you, that loved you. And here's the thing. If we're not careful, all of the Bible works on honor. I were, before we planted our church, we were 20 years in one ministry. And, and let me just tell you this. Can I just say, can, I, can we be real for five seconds? Uh, we were in that ministry for 20 years, and there were many, many times that the pastor or the pastor's wife or the team offended us. Many times. That, and so here's what happens is because we get hurt and we get offended and we get frustrated, come on, listen to this. What happens is we negate the seeds that they sowed because of the action that happened. I mean, there was one, one moment, which I don't mind telling the story because, I mean, I, it's not even a deal. Um, but but we, we were talking about having three kids. and My pastor was like, hey, don't. <laughs> don't, don't do it. The world is made for four. <laughs> and so a car, a roller coaster, whatever. And he was just joking. He was just playing. But, but, and I, I knew he was like, we're totally fine. Do whatever you want. But I had to walk away from that and go, Well, what if God damn it? You know, come on. But here's the deal. That one moment, listen, doesn't rob the years of investment and love that was given to us. And there is nobody that you're going to walk through in relationship that is not, if you let them in your life, is not going to hurt you. There's not. And so today, here's what I want you to see is that God has called us to go out and to reap and, and this harvest that we didn't sow. Someone's just moving to northwest Arkansas and they need you because they're looking for a new church. Someone's just moved to northwest Arkansas and they grew up with their grandmother taking them to the Methodist church, come on, or the Baptist church. How many of y'all, come on, are a product of seeing seeds sown in your life? And look at us. We, the church, the house. I mean, don't, don't ever get it twisted. There are times when Katie and I are by ourselves and we are thanking the Lord that we are able to harvest what we didn't sow. So many leaders and wisdom and, and growth and so much in you. And, and, and God just brings you here and we're like, what? It's awesome. And then there are some people who will transition here, and they may leave frustrated. They may leave because of a job. They may leave because of whatever. But here's what I know is that at some moment, they'll be in a church because God has that seed, and he always brings it back around. Come on. And they'll be in a service, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will download, and it will click, and they will go, wow, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that this has happened, and I'm so grateful for the investment, and I'm so grateful for the time. Does this make sense? I think in this passage, the thing that I want to 
key in on is two major lessons that Jesus begins to teach, and then I'll get out of your way. Two, two major lessons that we need to see from this text, this conversation with Jesus and the disciples, is the first lesson is ministry flows out of Jesus. That's why we want you to know him. Ministry flows out of Jesus, meaning we want you to know Jesus because Jesus knows the Father. Does that make sense? Jesus is the doorway, and there is this idea that Jesus could lift up his eyes, and he always was aware of the moment he was at. He was always aware. And so basically, this story is a woman came to the well, and we know that wells were significant all in the Bible. Wells were uh, a place of blessing, a place of prosperity. But wells were prophetic, and, they, and what they meant was, hey, listen, some life is about to form, and I am watering a work that I want to see grow. Wells. And so we know that Isaac sent his servant and met Rebekah at a well. This is an Old Testament story. Um, you have Rachel that met Jacob at a well. The story in the Old Testament. You have Moses who met his wife, Zipporah, Jethro's daughter, at a well. There is this idea that wells are significant. And here is what I want you to know is the house is a well. And God is doing something here. And life is forming here. And, and what I'm, I believe that God is bringing people, people who are getting saved for the first time, people who have been hurt, people who are transitioning, and God is bringing them here because there is life. Does this make sense? Here, and I believe that there will be a conversation because here's what we know when you begin to build a church. We believe that everybody needs to be known. Everybody needs to be loved, and everybody needs to be challenged. Known. We want to know you. Jump in a life group. We, we want to, to get to know you, and as you come through our dream team or come through framework or begin to serve and begin to do, and, and listen, you, you don't build a best friend in a day. Come on, listen. We are, we are not in seventh grade anymore. The older you get, come on, it's harder to build friendship. But here's the thing is you need it. If Jesus wanted to do ministry alone, he could have because he had the fullness. But he chose not to, and he needed people around him. Does that make sense? And so if the Son of God modeled community, we need it. We, we believe you need to be loved. We believe that there is a storm coming at some point in time in your life. We're not speaking that over you, but we all have adversity. And at that moment, you want a text. At that moment, you want someone to go, hey, we love you, we care about you, we've been thinking about you, what do you need? And then we believe that we challenge everybody to good works. Come on, that, 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 that I have grown in my life when I've been challenged. When I've been challenged, hey, hey, have you thought about this? Hey, what are you going to do? Well, I, come on, does that make sense? Embrace the fact that challenge, listen, is okay. Here's the thing about this conversation. That, that really gets me. The, this conversation started with a woman at the well when Jesus asked her, hey, will you give me a drink of water? See, I think that Jesus could ask 
her because his confidence was in what the father would do and he had no fear. And a lot of times I believe that people cannot step out and really begin to ask people because they're scared and they're fearful of what the rejection may look like. But here's what Jesus knew. Jesus knew the father and he knew if by chance this lady rejects me, it is still worth the investment because I know what this can produce in her life. Do we really know, come on, what could be produced in that coworker? Do we really know what could be produced? Do you know that there is somebody in your work right now that is struggling in their marriage? There is somebody right now struggling with their kids. There is somebody right now struggling. And listen, here's what I'm telling you. I believe the greatest thing that you can do is ask them. Ask them. Well, what do, we, what, uh, what do I ask them? Hey, you mind doing this? Hey, can I help you do this? Hey, how are you doing here? Hey, what? Just come on. For Jesus, that ask shifted this woman, she left the bucket of water by Jesus and she left the work and returned back home with life. See, here's the thing, is I believe when we step into engagement and asking people what's going on, because here's the thing, is you've got to get this thought, Jesus asked her before she wanted anything from him. See, while we were running away from God, he was there asking you, hey, 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 I want to do something in your life. I have another level for you. Hey, I want to do something. Look, here's what the Bible says, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. I've been asking. I've been asking. Well, nobody cares about me. Not true. Well, I, everybody just overlooks me. Not true. Here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 30, uh, 23, 26. My son, give me your heart. He's asking, and let your eyes observe my ways. In other words, if you will give, I will begin to transform everything in your life. Listen, there was a change in this woman's life from brokenness to boldness, from shattering to serving, from faulty to focused. Jesus begins to have a conversation, and they ask, ask, opened up an opportunity to really figure out what was going in her life. And here's what he finds out. Oh, you've been married a few times. Oh, you're hurting. Oh, you've been judged. Oh, you're, you're shunned in your community. Oh, and out of that conversation begins to uncover the depthness of what's going on in her life. Come on. Listen. As we look at this, we need to see that ministry flows out of Jesus. And so here's the thing. Here's my question. Is what ministry does Jesus want to flow out of you that because of hurt, habits, hang-ups, has stopped? You've put the calling on the shelf because of a compromise, because of a hurt, 
because of an offense, and now you're just struggling to do church? And here's why. Can I tell you this? You are called. You are called. You are called. Sir, you are called. Ma'am, you are called. There is a calling on your life. Ministry flows out of Jesus. And the second is this. Ministry should flow out of us. Ministry should flow out of all of us. The, the Bible says the harvest is ready. That's what Jesus said. The harvest is ready. Don't pick the mill over the ministry. Don't pick the mill, come on somebody, over the mission. And so when you come, listen, we want to feed you. And we want God to do something great in your life. And we want the Holy Spirit to move in you. But the truth of the matter is, I just don't want a church, come on, listen, of, of, of eaters. There's got to be some feeders. There's got to be some people that, you know what, I'm willing to go through my, 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 my healing. I'm ready to go through freedom. I'm ready to see God do something where I don't want to be held by this baggage and background and issues. And we all have it. For me, I was adopted from a foster home. My parents got divorced. And I did not know the, the gravity, the, the, the heaviness of the rejection that I live under. And so in 17 years, we've been able, I'm telling you, we, we're getting better at talking. I mean, the first year, she was like, let's share our emotions. And I'm like, let's not. <laughs> it was like, you know, I remember, the, it was so funny. We, we had been married like a week, and she was like, so she did something, and she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I offended you. And I'm like, girl, you didn't offend me. I'm hard, I'm rock, I'm, a, I'm tough. What are you talking about? She goes, no, 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 I hurt your feelings. I was like, I don't even have feelings. From the street. Y'all don't even know. And she's like, babe, you, you have feelings. And I was like. And so, and so we were in Florida this last week. We'd had a great time. And, and, and I'm starting to work on some, some work. And it was kind of our last day. And, uh, and she is, she's like, hey, since you're working, I'm going to come in here. And I was like, okay. And she, she. The, the wind catches the door, and she shuts it hard, and I'm just like, Shoot! it's just like triggered, and, 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 and I was like, hey, and she's like, what, and I was like, um, I need to share my feelings. I, I was like, uh, when, when you slammed the door aggressively, that was like you shutting me out of your world, and um, it was very painful. And she was like, oh, no, the, the wind just caught the door, and I shut the door because I want to watch TV, and I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm like, okay, you love it. Bring it in. <laughs> like it was a moment. And here's what I know is that many relationships suffer from assumination where we're all assuming what someone else is doing, and so we can't do ministry because we're all, wait, come on, help me now, broken because you didn't text me back, so you know what that means. It doesn't mean that my phone died. It secretly means that I hate you. And I've put your picture on the wall, and I'm stabbing it right now. No, but, but yet that, that's how we feel. Come on, is this ministry? That's how we feel. And so if you really love me, you would answer my phone call. But you're not. 
And so we're so focused on the meal. What's the meal? It makes us comfortable. What's the meal? It serves us. What's the meal? It's all on what we're doing instead of the greater purpose. And can I tell you that, that as I've been reading here in the last three or four months about Northwest Arkansas, there is more money here. There's more opportunity here. The, in, the, 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 the national average of unemployment is almost zero. But here is what I have. I'm learning a lot of broken people. There's a lot of broken people that thought that making enough money and driving the bins and getting the house and getting the husband and getting the wife and, 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 and or getting remarried and getting the, whatever it is, just that my next goal. And so here's what I have seen. This is what I'm reading is that we, some of us have worked through our checklist and now we're here going, I still don't have any purpose. I got everything I've ever wanted and, and I feel like I have nothing. All I wanted was to get out of school and all I wanted to do was make a paycheck and all I wanted to do was get married and all I wanted to do was have a business and all I wanted to do was get a, have kids and all I wanted to do, and, and, and now I've done it. And the whole time you're chasing the mill. But ministry, when it moves through you, here's what Jesus said. When I am doing ministry, come on, I don't even care about food. He wasn't saying I don't want to eat. Come on, listen, listen we're, not, we're not the starving uh, 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 gospel. Listen, but have any of you ever worked so hard that you just didn't eat? And like you didn't even miss it? And then someone's like, you know, hey, let's go eat. And you're like, well, I'm starving. I, I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't eat lunch. I didn't eat. Anybody ever do that? Come on, you're just like in it? I'd be so frustrated with my wife. I come home. I told you I'm the storm. She's peace. So I'm thinking I just need some peace. And so I come in. It's like six o'clock. I want to sit down. I want. I want me and her. I want to connect. And she's like, as soon as I sit down and we start talking for five seconds, she stops because that's what she stopped. She's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're connecting. She's like, I haven't eaten all day. And that now I'm mad. I'm like, you have chosen, come on, not to eat. I need to make a schedule for you. Breakfast, lunch. But, 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 but the concept that I'm trying to produce is when you're in your purpose and you believe that every day is an opportunity to bless someone and every day is an opportunity to see someone and every day is an opportunity to get your mind off of what you're doing and put it on real broken people who are out there that I am telling you, your life will connect with a purpose and you will stop scrolling to find fulfillment because ministry will move through you. Come on, does this make sense? For all of us. Choose to reap instead of busyness. As I end today, I believe that Jesus and the mantle of the church is to do ministry. Now, here's the thing. You may say, bro, you don't want me to do ministry. I'm jacked up. You don't want me to do ministry. I got issues. I mean, you, you don't want, listen, you don't want me to do ministry. If you knew how I talked last night, it's probably good I don't talk. I stubbed my toe and it got real in my eye. Come on, somebody. 
But here's the deal. What happens is all of those things keep us locked out from who God has. And you are not too broken. Listen to this. To be asked. Well, you don't know my past. I don't care. Will you draw me some water? Well, if you knew who I was and you knew who my people were and you knew all this, you would never be asking me. But I am asking you because I believe there's something in you. And I believe that if we unlock your purpose and we begin to start moving you into serving and giving and whatever, it will begin to change your life. And here's the deal. While the disciples were trying to figure out what Jesus was doing, revival was happening in the town and everybody was on their way to come see Jesus. I fully believe that there are some Christians that are too busy trying to figure out their theology and trying to fix what's wrong with the church. That they have yet to do ministry because they're focused on the mill. I need to understand before I go. No, you need to go and you will understand. Come on, help me. For you. We're ending this series called Lights On. And I am asking you, as the pastor of this church, to lift up your eyes. To lift up your eyes. To see. This story is not about Jesus accosting a girl with a hard background. This story is about him identifying the brokenness in her so that she could be unleashed. That's the story of the gospel. Come on, does this make sense? And so right here today, busyness holds us back. And the truth of the matter is, we, we were, our team had just left in Florida and um, we had one night left to ourselves and I was excited. And the owner of the condo that we stayed said, hey, can I come by and change the lock? And I was like, what's your place? Come on. And so he came in, changed the lock. And he was like, hey, what are y'all doing for dinner? Let me take y'all to dinner. And I was like, <laughs> and my wife was like, eh. you know, peace, storm. I'm like, eh. and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> and and, and uh, we begin to go to eat. As we begin to eat, it's apparent that this guy is he's giving to ministries he's giving to missions but he's totally broken he's on his fourth or fifth marriage he is heavy he is mad he has very little relationship with his family and as we sat in the car when he was driving us home and we parked right outside the condo I couldn't help but believe that this was a well moment and Katie and I began to minister to him and talk about what God thinks about him and, 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 and he began to soak it in and we prayed over him and all I'm telling you is I'm not this is not a brag on your pastor moment I like I was preaching the sermon and God was like okay you're gonna do it <laughs> you know I'm so because that's what God does to me it's immediate and, 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 and in that moment I just thought how many people are we too busy and that the church would rather picket and post than go out and do the work of meeting people. You are called to ministry. 
be the light. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.